0: Yes, sir. What is going on y'all? Happy Friday to everybody and thank you for joining me on the Coach Cool podcast today for another Friday discussion and joining us for that conversation today is a very special guest and he goes by the name of Mr. Aaron Babbitts. Now, Mr. Babbitts is a graduate of Hillsdale College where he was a four-time letter winner and three-year starter for the football team while also majoring in marketing during his time as a Charger. The happily married father of two sons, Brooks and Boat, has been the athletic director at his alma mater, Detroit Catholic Central High School, since the fall of 2009. I'm excited for this conversation today, filled with a lot of insight, a lot of wisdom. Let's get it. All right, so it is time to get this thing going and joining us today, um, a dude that's had a lot of influence on me for quite some time now, I owe him a lot. And uh, very lucky to have him on today. So let's welcome uh, Mr. Aaron Babbitt to the show. Coach, thanks for joining me, man. Appreciate you. And uh, really excited to get this thing going.
1: John Jakubic, just changing lives, one podcast and speech at a time. I love it.
0: I love it. Uh, I'm trying, man. It's trying to follow your lead and uh, <laughs> you know, continue on the legacy here. But, uh, no, but really, I, I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, you know, let's just jump right into this thing. And the first thing I've been asking people – um, when they come on, just, just to get this ball rolling a little bit, is uh, when you hear the term leadership or leader in general. what what are some things that first come to mind, um, and then also your personal definition of that term, leadership?
1: To me, when I hear leadership, the word that comes to mind is servant. I'm a big, I'm a big servant leader. Uh, my goal is is to take care of people and to try to inspire them. So. That's really what I try to do. So when I hear the word leadership, I'm not really hearing the word leadership. I'm, hear, I'm hearing the word servant. To me, leadership means to serve, to serve and inspire. So that's, that's my definition. I mean, it, it really is like that might be a, too quick of an answer, but it is that simple. It really is. I mean, you're, you know, you're there to serve people and you're there to inspire them. That's what leadership means to me. And that's, that's kind of what inspires me, helping people believe that they can be better than they ever thought. I mean, does it get, It doesn't get any better than that. That's about as pure as it is.
0: No doubt. No doubt. And I feel like sometimes if you're not in it for that sole reason, um, eventually that stuff will surface. But I think the best ones are able to articulate that on a day-to-day basis and the influence continues to grow, and that's exactly what it is. It's you're serving others, and you're there for them, and um, that's how it works out, no question. Now, in terms of that leadership and specific uh, qualities or standards – um, that you personally try to live out every single day, whether it's individually, in the workplace, at home, with your family? Could you give us um, some individual qualities that you try to emulate every single day?
1: I'll t- the one big thing for me, I read a book by Jocko Willink, who's a, a Navy SEAL, called Extreme Ownership. Yep. And uh, I'm sure you've heard about it. You know, you- you've had Nico Palazetti on. I know he's a big proponent of it and loves yeah, that yeah. book. But a big characteristic for me is someone who is going to take extreme ownership when mistakes are made if somebody can point the finger at themselves and take ownership to correct something that happened, that says a lot about the type of servant leader that they are because that's not, that's not easy to do. If someone's not getting the message, that finger points right back at, at, at yourself as the leader. So that's a big part of it. That's a characteristic. You got to be humble. You got to be able to persevere. You got to be positive and you got to be able to motivate. You can motivate verbally. You know, you and I both know how to do that, but you also got to motivate through your actions because like you said, if it isn't genuine, if you're not genuine in what you're saying, you better be genuine in what you're doing because no people will see it and people will feel it.
0: No doubt. Um, yeah, no question at all. And with a job like you have and the responsibility that you have as an athletic director, especially um, in the high school setting and the young minds and bodies that you're building on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, how, do you take that stuff in, into consideration even more so because of the demographic you are working with is that something just you try to emulate on a day-to-day basis, just in general? Um, what, what, what does that kind of look like for you?
1: I think you, you can't start. In terms of leader, true leadership training or developing young leaders, you can't start young enough. Gotcha. So for me, I try to figure out ways to even reach through our younger students at Catholic Central into maybe our CYO feeder schools. Gotcha. or to you know, Some of the kids that are coming from some of the public feeder schools that we have, that's where we got to start. So for me, like my model is I'm trying to inspire our leaders in school to reach back out to the kids in their former grade schools to train them to be young leaders. Even if they don't come to our place, we're still creating better leaders. So public school, private school, it doesn't matter. Our goal should all be in education to make sure we're creating good young leaders, regardless of if they're in our school or not. So that's got to be part of the goal, too, and what it looks like. So you can't start young enough. In the high school setting, you know this, too, being a high school athlete, collegiate athlete, sports psychology is such a huge part of what these kids are going through and what they're going to deal with. If it's an injury, if it's a a tough workout or even a triumph, that's where that leadership is going to come in as well, because they're going to struggle. And if they're not good and strong in terms of their, their morals and their leadership and the people that are around them, they're going to feel like they're by themselves. So, I mean, we, we got to start as early as humanly possible. So to me, being in a high school, yeah, it's great to start there, but
0: I'm trying to find a way to start even earlier with these kids. Got you. Now, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I know you kind of touched on some of those things, but of a man that has so many talents as yourself, um, I know many different career paths could have been had by you, and you did do a few other things before becoming an athletic director, but um, what do you think was – was there kind of an aha moment? Is it something you always wanted to do? What, what kind of gravitated you towards – wanting to become an athletic director, and again, at that high school level?
1: Man, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, uh, honestly, uh, a love for motivating, Got it. I think, is the biggest thing. Um, I had a lot of great mentors in my life, and I still do, uh, through the athletic world, through my professional life. And just trying to find a way to impact kids at that ground level, I, I got back into coaching after college football and realized how special uh, that was. Yep. and wanted to do it on an everyday basis in a, in a school setting. And by the grace of God, I was able to go back to my alma mater and be the admissions director and now the athletic director. So it just – you know, I think everything happens for a reason. I'm, I'm extremely blessed, and I think uh, God called me to do it, and that's the only explanation I can give you.
0: Yep, no question. And you have been doing this a long time now. I know going into my senior year it was your first year um, as that athletic director, so fall of '09. And now looking 10 years later, um, I know some days it probably seems a lot longer, but um, some other days, too, it seems like yesterday. And I remember finding out you were going to be that guy, and it's just been an awesome journey for you thus far. And I guess what I'm kind of getting at is in these past 10 years, Catholic Central, obviously the history that it's had, it, it, it has one of the best histories in the state, if not the country, in terms of athletic prowess, academic prowess, you name it. But since 2009, when you've taken over that program, it's only grown from there. So in terms of sustained success, there's obviously been ups and downs, but um, this thing just keeps on climbing over there at CC. How have you been able to do that? What are some things that you implemented, whether obviously it's the coaching staff that you brought on, the people you've put in place? um, What are some things that you attribute to this continued success? And obviously I anticipate a lot more coming forward as well. Take care of your people. Yep. Number one, the
1: easiest thing you can do, take care of your people, whether it's the student athletes, whether it's the guys that are part of the maintenance staff, whether it's the president of the school, whether it's your coaches, as an athletic director, I came in and really wanted to make sure that our people felt like they were part of a family. They already did because they were in the school, but even more so of a closely knit family, because a coach is going to affect a kid more in, in, you know, one season than, than somebody else might in a, you know, in a year. Right. I mean, that's crazy to think of that. So right. for me, I just I didn't need to reinvent the wheel. I just wanted to come in and make these kids believe in themselves. Make the bowling team think they were just as big as the football team yep. or the wrestling team had to feel like, you know, they were one of the top programs in the co- Every program out of all 14 of ours should feel like that. If you make the kids feel that, then they're going to perform for you.
0: Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So No question. Uh, that's,
1: that's the easiest.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And they have certainly done that. And um, obviously, it's not just football and hockey and and all those sports. Anymore. It's got to be all of them. Absolutely, got to be all. Of it. It's got to be,
1: John. This is the thing. It's got to be the academic team. It's got to yeah. be uh, the deca Club. Whatever it is, everybody's got to have that level of excellence and expectation.
0: Yeah, and that's so cool. And that's so cool. That yep. just brings the whole school together. No question. Um, now, with all the glory that comes, all, all, all the positive stuff that comes with being an AD, especially at a high school like CC, um, you know, what, what are some of the highlights? Again, you've kind of touched on that, but also what are some of the challenges that you find on a day-to-day basis? Because it's not all, all roses all the time. There is going to be downs. And no. um, what do some of those look like, and how, how do you work through those things every single day? I'll
1: tell you, the highlights are seeing a kid that got cut from a team work his rear end off and make that team the next year. Yeah. Or maybe see a kid that didn't get a lot of playing time, worked so hard that he found a way to get in and, and make a special teams or, or something. Something to yeah. where you see a kid really achieve something and that look on his face like, I did this. I achieved it. That's that's the best part about it. Um, the toughest part yeah. is picking a kid up when he's down. You know what? You and I have talked about it before. I remember when you blew your knee out. I remember us hugging at I sent you the picture of us hugging at the state championship game. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's the toughest part because I – me personally, I couldn't take your pain away. So all I could do is give you a hug and tell you I loved you. So that's right. that's also part of the part of the, the joy of the job too though. Yeah. You know what I mean? As yeah. much as it hurts, like, you know, so it's I can't say there's really something that's bad because I try to find something positive even in the challenges to you know, to try to uh to turn it into something that'll that'll affect somebody.
0: Yeah, no question. Um Yeah. Oh my yeah, that makes yeah. I love that. And obviously I can relate to that too. Being part of that situation sometimes and also trying to be that for others. So no question. Um, and one more before we wrap it up here, I guess uh, this kind of just came to mind here. Um, obviously an athletic director at a school, no matter what level it's at is a big time job, but you also have the principal. You also have the teachers. You also have the band director or the janitorial staff. Um, and I, I, I've witnessed places where each of those entities are kind of in their own individual silos and everything seems to be a little more sectioned off and um, not as unified as you might hope or you might like um, it to look like. How do you, besides taking care of your people, which is obviously a big mainstay, how do you try on a day-to-day basis to make sure everybody feels involved? Everybody feels like they have a part um, in the bigger mission. How does that look? Um, at CC, in terms of you personally, and also on the bigger scale of everyone else,
1: relationship build. Got With it. the top, t- this this could be in an organization or in a school, whatever it might be. You start with the top and work your way down to the the very last guy. I mean, to me, there's no there's no separation of state. So, in regards to where I am, we talk about bleeding royal blue or valiant blue, imperialist white. So, to me, everybody's you know just a, a shamrock. It doesn't matter right. what your job title is. So, right. why would I? not treat everybody with the same amount of respect it, it's that makes them feel like they're part of your family yep. you know i mean you know thanking them for coming to games or you know whatever it might be you know chess bumping them after a touchdown i mean little yeah. things like that like you know i mean father mike Buenteo's back at catholic central now i mean he's one of the most jacked priests you're gonna find i mean Depression. he and i chest. you know you kids see kids see me like chess bumping a priest yeah. in the hallway and they're like man this is this is crazy like you know yeah. so that's how you make everybody feel like they're a part of it. You just let your let your guard down and open up a little bit, and you know, and, and build relationships.
0: Got you. So cool. And I think sometimes it's easier said than done. Um, For sure, no doubt. They, but the way that you know, obviously CC handles that situation and does such a phenomenal job, there's no no secret as to why it's such a special place. Um, no. See, we've been so blessed to be a part of that family, and um, absolutely. Yeah, and then closing, you, dude. You,
1: you are uh, doing great ahead. things, man. We're really, uh, we're really proud of you.
0: Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And, and likewise, and just to kind of wrap things up here, um, again, going back to you personally, going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Um, <laughs> when, when we're talking about 50, 60, 70 years down the road and people are talking about Aaron Babbitts and the mark that he left on this world, not just at CC or for his family, but just everybody in general, What do you hope people are talking about at that point in time, and what would you like that to look like?
1: That's a good one. Yeah, man. Uh, First and foremost, I want my family to know that I love them as much as humanly possible and gave them every ounce of uh, of myself that I could. So I want to leave that legacy behind with my family. But in terms of what I did in my professional life uh, at Catholic Central, I just want the kids to come back as, as adults, you know, as, as fathers, maybe as my replacement even and say, you know what, if I can affect some kid here the way that Mr. Babbitt's affected me, I know I'm doing, I'm doing it right. And, and yeah. that's all you can hope for. I mean, I know that I, I know out in the, not to sound cheesy, but I know I put out more good in the universe than, than I've ever put out bad. And yeah. Um, and that's, what you can really hope for. So if, if someone thinks that I affected them positively and they want to do the same, then, mission accomplished man that's all i can hope for and do
0: no question i love it i love it well coach i appreciate you man and you certainly left that mark on me um and i'm still carrying that to this day so i love you i appreciate you appreciate the insights as well and uh looking forward to getting back up there pretty soon and um seeing what's up with y'all so i love you appreciate you thanks for coming on
1: no doubt love you bro see you soon
0: all right take care and everybody else That's going to wrap up another week on the Coach Cool podcast. Um, The past couple of weeks have been phenomenal in terms of the love you guys have been giving me, the comments, the texts, the calls. Um, I'm just really blessed to have this platform, and I hope I'm doing you guys a service that um, you can take some stuff from and one with. So um, I just encourage us all this weekend to spread love. Again, as always, find a challenge or two. Go make some stuff happen. And have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you all back on Monday. God bless you all. Coach Kuhl.